0: Not so perfect Christian life. Um, Tonight we're going to talk about fear, but before we do, we thought we'd just share a little bit of feedback again from the Listening to God podcast. We were really encouraged to hear of someone who had listened to that podcast and thought to themselves, oh, it's been a while since I've kind (laughs) of heard from Jesus, so and prayed for some. um, people in their life and sort of sought God, what do you want to say? And felt like he gave her a few people to send a little message to with some thoughts of what God might want to say. Some of them Christians, some of them not. And like the person that doesn't know Jesus yet for themselves was um, really encouraged, Mm. said, thank you. That's exactly where I'm at. That's really helpful. I know. So it's just so... It's a good reminder, isn't it, to all of us Like, keep hearing, his, keep seeking to hear his voice, keep seeing what he has got to say, because he's got loads that he wants to say to us. Um, So tonight, we're talking about fear. So Joy, you particularly wanted to do this one, didn't you? Why was that? Um, Well,
1: I particularly wanted to do this one, firstly, just because this is something that I've struggled with, and I... Um, it's always helpful to have a chat about it. <laughs> um, this isn't going to turn into a counselling session, don't worry. <laughs> or
0: I hope it won't. Um, oh no, never say never. <laughs> no, no.
1: Um, but also because fear is something increasingly that I just see around me. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, it. I think it's always been around, but I particularly saw it with COVID. I mean, yeah. understandably, the fear was all around, and also just because. I don't know, maybe you might feel differently, Hannah, but it feels like life is getting increasingly harder for people and there's so much to Mm. fear. Mm. Just thinking through, you know, the winter ahead with people who are worrying about how they're going to deal with their bills and fearful of all that that might entail and the cold weather and all the rest of it. And, you know, and I see working in a prison, I see fear around all the time. Yeah and so i just i think it's vital that we talk about it because as we've said before you know as christians we're told or that there's a repeated command in the bible isn't there do not be afraid do not be afraid and yet i think it's one of the common most common emotions that we feel uh, yeah. whether we necessarily realize it or not and it often seems to go hand in hand with sort of worry and anxiety all of those wonderful things yeah. or not yeah. so so that's why i wanted to talk about it because i think I mean, might be making an assumption, but I would guess most of us listening to this podcast or whatever probably have some level of fear in some aspect of our lives. And so I guess it's just thinking through what does God actually say within that? Yeah. So, I mean, would you describe yourself as a fearful person, Hannah?
0: No, not straight off, but I think that's only because sometimes I'm not aware of the thing the things I'm afraid of. I think I like to perceive myself as quite a. I can't think of even the word for it. Maybe just sort of quite relaxed. And, except that's not quite right. But no, I would. I would never describe myself as that but I don't know if that's because I deny (laughs) fear (laughs) in my life which I because what I've been thinking about about this since you said about this podcast is how I've been thinking about that verse in 1 John perfect love drives out fear Mm. and thinking about you know why perfect love drives out Mm. fear so where there's fear there's a lack of perfect love, or there's a lack of awareness of perfect love, or knowledge of yeah. perfect love, and just thinking about—I I probably the thing I—I I fear if I'm aware of fearing something, I think is probably to do with the future and you know decisions that I'm making now and the repercussions of them, and probably mm-hmm. money and like the repercussions of decisions I'm making now about money. And when I break that down, I can really see how that's crept in because I'm not believing Jesus's perfect love for me. And when he says, yes. I will provide for you, I don't believe that entirely. And I know I don't believe that entirely because here in this area, I am an experiencing fear or worry like you say worry or anxiety mm. about this thing if I really believed yes he will provide for all my needs not just my needs my children's needs and like my future needs as well as my present needs then I yeah. wouldn't be experiencing fear now so it's quite revealing isn't it I think it's you know if you if you sort of break it down a little bit it is it's quite good to break that down and realize. Where you're not trusting or believing God when He says I'll provide for you, or when He says like I love you, or I will never leave you, like all those different statements yeah. that He makes to us, you know, if, if we believed them, I don't, I don't think, you know, perfect love drives out fear. If we believed those statements, I don't think we'd be experiencing fear or worry or anxiety in the way that we yeah. do. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I think a lot of fear, I think, well, fear sort of um, manifests itself in lots of different ways, doesn't it? I've talked about some of them and manifest in my life, like catastrophizing, overly trying to be in control. I think these aren't always fear, but I do think there is plenty of fear in them. I was even thinking of things like isolating yourself. You know, sometimes that's a fear.
0: Busyness.
1: Like I know people that are actually really scared that if they stop, if there's yeah. silence, like what, what, what does that mean? Then they actually have to look at their life. So they don't want to, yeah. they don't want to do that. Things like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, as a Christian, if you don't want to do that is, is often fear. So yeah, I think that it, it does manifest itself in lots of different ways. And I know for me, I had gradually and subtly well, it wasn't subtle to God, but it was subtle to me. Definitely, become a fearful person. Would you have described yourself like that as well? Um, over the last couple of years, I would have done, but before that, I wouldn't have done.
0: Mm, and I think
1: when I look back, it was so subtle. It was a bit of a bit of worry or a bit of fear here. And I think mm-hmm. what I found looking back at my life over the last few years is that it just sort of seems to expand unless you really deal with it, that it comes in and then actually the more you start to fear, almost the more you fear and the more you fear and the more you fear and it can feel a bit like a snowball. If fear doesn't just seem to sort of come in your life and sit there and stay the same size, it seems to gradually, well, I found for me, expand into lots of different areas of my life, which is why when I was sharing at the start of the year, when God started to um, uproot fear in my life, I thought it was just, in one particular area. And then I gradually found as God, as the Holy Spirit started sort of showing me, like I've shared before, like different behaviors, different things I was doing. I was like, wow, this fear has sort of seeped into so many different areas of my life. And some of them, there was a greater portion of fear and other yeah. bits were sort of lightly touched by it, but it, it gradually expanded and, um, And so I guess that comes back to, again, why I wanted to do this is because I think that it is one of those things, without making everyone fearful, um, that if we don't get a hold of or we don't ask God to shine his light on, can very easily just seep in over time Mm, until we might then start to find that we are a fearful person because I had never been like growing up. I'd just not been like that. But as I say, the last few years... I felt like God was saying to me, fear and worry is gradually seeping into your life. Um, and almost the more I'd given space over to fear, the more that had grown within me. So that mm. then my sort of natural, when I would look at a situation, my first thought would be fear. Yeah. And it's such a powerful one, isn't it? Because when I was thinking about this, like fear is a complete antidote to faith. Like, it's a complete yeah. antithesis, sorry, not antidote. It's a complete antithesis of faith. <laughs> because, yeah. like, fear says, often deals with uncertainty and sort of says, what's, what if and what's going to happen about that? And often tends to sort of make you look at yourself and your ability within something, doesn't it? Like, yeah. what, what, what will I do if this happens? How will I cope with that? What about this situation? like it often turns you in on yourself and then it's just all that uncertainty. So it feels like things are quite precarious. Whereas faith goes, but Jesus, like, but Jesus can do this, but God can do that. And it immediately also sort of raises your sights to security, which is you don't look at yourself anymore. You're looking at what God can do. And so they're complete opposites, aren't they? And I've, found that quite helpful just in my own life of thinking, if I'm fearing, I'm not having faith here. Because like you say, like if we really believe God and his promises, we wouldn't fear in that situation. You know, if I'm fearing about being alone, for example, then I'm really not believing that promise that God says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Yeah. A bit like we were sharing in the worry podcast is that at its root, At its root, I think, that a lot of worry, and I agree, I believe this with fear as well, is that we don't really believe what the Bible says is true always. And we wouldn't always want to say it like that. But I think if we did believe it, we would be less fearful, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think when you use the word believe there, like I think belief has um, the aspect of trust in it, isn't it? So you can say... Oh yeah, I believe that as in like, yeah, I'd agree with that statement. But mm. actually we're talking about belief here, that is a trust in something. Yeah. Um, so that you actually put your weight on it. Like I mean yeah. in, in alpha, we we were, John always does a um like an analogy of like he'll have a chair and he'll be talking about the chair and saying, Oh, yeah, I can say, Yeah, I believe that will take my weight. If I sat on that, yeah, it would hold, mm. it would support me, it would hold me. But until you've actually physically sat on the chair, does you no good? You haven't put your trust in it, you've just made a statement about it. Yeah. Um. so we're, I guess, when we say saying believe, we're talking about the sitting on the chair, we're talking about yeah. actually just putting your weight on yes he will he does love me yes he will provide for me and so making I think it's quite interesting how your motivations affect the decisions that you make or the plans that mm-hmm. you make or the course of your life then isn't it like yeah. how how you how your life is sort of you steer your life um and I think fear so often like it it does dictate so many of our decisions doesn't it it and it's yeah it's us putting in place a backup plan or it's us not proceeding with something until we can anticipate how it will pan out or what the conclusion to it will be it's us not willing to take a risk or um maybe do something unknown because we're unsure about it and it's such yeah. a false security isn't it like you're saying fear like we're looking for a false security there of like i know i can do this and i know i can succeed in this and as though somehow if you can conceive it and see it in your mind and know it you're safe <laughs> but you're yeah. not like you're safe when you are in in god's care and hand and totally trusting in his love for you and his ability to provide for you and Making decisions from that basis and that motivation looks so different from making decisions yeah. from a fearful place. But what I wanted to ask you was, um, I think maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not. I'm just wondering now because you asked me if I'm a fearful person. I'm like, did I answer that accurately? <laughs> but I'm just yeah. thinking about how how would you say you identify fear in your own life maybe that maybe that's obvious i don't know if it is or not or how did you identify that fear was growing in your life and how do you think people can identify fear particularly as opposed to other emotions or motivations
1: hmm well i think that for me the answer was the holy spirit <laughs> Yeah. Um, which might sound obvious, but actually I think sometimes you can go rooting around for this stuff and not find it. And then sometimes the Holy Spirit just goes, this is sort of what's going on here. Um, yeah. I One of the reasons why I'd started to believe that I was fearful was because I had a dream in which God spoke to me clearly and and yeah. said to me that I, I'd become a fearful person. And again, that wasn't in a critical, harsh way. It was a this is happening. This is the reality. I want to do something about this. Um, and had and then, on a separate occasion had sort of given me a picture of like a free-flowing river, but there was mm. a really big rock sort of in mm. this river, sort of blocking the free flow of it. Water was still getting around it, but there was a really big rock, and I remember it's funny, isn't it? Like sometimes I, felt like, I feel like I asked God something, and I just you sort of know what he's going to say before you say it. Because I said to God, oh, what's this big rock in the river? What does that represent? And I just somehow knew in myself that he was going to say to me it was fear. And I really clearly heard him say, it's fear joy. Mm. And so I think for me then, as I said, and I think I shared in the, the weakness podcast, that I felt like when God was saying to me, we're going to start dealing with some of this stuff, it was just the Holy Spirit sort of starting to bring behaviours to light in me. And I think I've talked about that just in terms of the overly controlling, overly planning, but also just the, the recognition of not really sleeping because of worrying about and fearing, yeah, like God not protecting us. But it was sort of just, I can't explain it other than bringing them up, just making them come to mind and then I would start to ponder on them a bit. And I sort of felt as I did that, God would speak into it. I mean, all of the stuff that I've worked through has been because I've heard God speaking to me in it. Um, and there'd just been behaviours, some of which I was aware of and, and some of which I wasn't aware of. But it's mainly in how I approach situations, um, like the future as well of, I just, I was fearing it. I was just, I was worrying about this, that, and the next thing. And I would sort of, find myself thinking about an event in the future and thinking how do I feel about that and if I was thought I could deal with it then I was generally happy about it but if I th- mm. if it was something that caused me concern immediately I could feel fear sort of come into me of like how am I gonna what am I gonna do about yeah. that how am I gonna deal with it like what if this happens what if that happens and so that's how I saw it happen I think I've shared before with a constant like what ifs what if this yeah. happens, what if that happens, what if that, and, and it was like fear just coming in there in that place of un- like uncertainty, I had gradually sort of let a fear get in until it sort of clouded my view, which is I think why fear is, can be so powerful is just because it feels like it just sometimes comes like a mist and sort of, cloudy you just can't see what's going on and you're suddenly in a moment and I've watched this with other people suddenly in a moment of like panic despair overwhelming and it's just because it feels like that fear has just sort of come around them and sort of put something in front of them that they've gone oh how am I gonna how am I gonna cope with this I
0: just don't know yeah yeah so the expectation so, yeah. of something bad or Terrible. negative yeah happening Th- yeah, I'm gonna just. I was just thinking that I was just look. I was just looking at what is the definition of fear. So it says here comes up on my Google search an unpleasant emotion caused by the yeah. threat of danger, pain, or harm. Um, yeah, and it just strikes me reading that how an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. But sometimes that perception of danger, pain or harm can be really out of sync with reality, yeah, can't it? absolutely. So it can, It both ways actually, because it could be like just a real ignorance or naivety about what you're stepping into that is a sort of yeah. really worrying carelessness or sort of, a, I don't know, like having an unhealthy lack of fear. Does, is fear quite mm. important to do a certain job? Because then... But then on the other other hand, like just sort of seeing potential threat and danger everywhere in an irrational way where there Mm. isn't necessarily that much potential threat or danger. Neither of those are helpful, are they? I think it's quite interesting to think then, like, is there a certain role that fear plays that is quite healthy and good for us? What would you say? Do you think there's any place for fear? Well, I think... In terms
1: of like what you're saying about danger, like I think there are some things that we're meant to like be aware of danger and then, so I guess fear of lots of cars coming in a road very quickly is probably going to keep you on the pavement as opposed to like rushing in. So in that sense, it sort of keeps you safe. Um, I, think, I think the biggest problem with fear is when, as you say, we start making decisions out of it mm. or... It stops us from doing things. Um, I see. It, I feel like I see it in Christians a lot, and I've done it myself. Of where you're like, oh, why don't you do that? Why don't you give that a try? Oh no, I couldn't do that. I'm way too scared of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but what? But, but I'm not convinced that that is a gospel, like in the gospel, do you know what I mean? Of yeah, like the disciples were scared of things, and Jesus didn't go. Okay, well you can get out of it then, you know, he's sort of like, no, we're going to tackle this head on because, yeah, because there's something to say into it. So I don't know, I think, I think it is difficult when it, when it does start to take us over and sometimes we don't realise it. Yeah. And I think for me, as I say, it has been the Holy Spirit in me making me realise it to the extent that now I can feel if I'm in a fearful situation or I can feel now when fear starts to sort of Come in I, when I start to feel fearful. It is a really unpleasant emotion, yeah. And I'm really grateful for that because it's not an emotion that I want to stick with me anymore. Like no. i got so I'd got so used to dealing with fear weirdly in my life that I didn't notice it yeah. until the Holy Spirit sort of went, "Joy, this is this is hurting you and damaging you." Yeah. And then and so when we started to when I started to work through fear, I remember saying to God, "I need you to make this a really really." uncomfortable emotion that I don't stick with anymore, that I don't sit with it. When I feel yeah. it, I want to get it out yeah. straight away. Yeah. Um, because I think I wanna I wanna keep my eyes on Jesus. I want to see what he's doing. I want to yeah.
0: um,
1: I wanna see his perspective on stuff. And if fear is just clouding all of that out, then suddenly I'm not looking at God anymore. I'm looking at me and I'm looking at fear. Yeah. And I've lost all perspective on God. Yeah. And then sometimes you try and get that back, don't you? And you try and battle of like, right, I'm going to try and look at Jesus in this situation. And it really feels like you're having to sort of battle against yourself where fears like, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to cope with this situation? You're like trying to rely on the promises of God, of what he said, you know, and you're literally trying to like, I'm going to speak faith into this situation.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it's quite, I think you've just described it a bit there as well. I think that's quite interesting to break down that definition there then of fear of having it's talking about two things isn't it it's talking about an unpleasant emotion and a perception of danger and like it's the combination of two of those two things is then described as fear but I suppose it is really possible to separate them isn't it so that you can have Mm -hmm. a healthy perception of danger which we all need yeah. But your emotion is not necessarily connected to that. Um. So yeah, we have. I mean, I can't possibly summarise it. Is like, but in that in our church, in our context, we talk quite a lot about think, feel, do, and we're revisiting it, it again at the moment. And we'll talk quite a bit about how uh, emotion is a deep thought, and we talk about that by way of how your soul and spirit and your mind and your heart are all sort of connected and the interchangeable language of that. So if you're sort of saying an emotion is a deep thought, that really makes sense in relation to fear here because you're saying you can perceive danger, but if you have a deep thought that God's not going to come through for me, you will perceive that danger and you will have an unpleasant emotion. You will feel the stress and the worry of that. But if you have a deep thought, God will come through for me every time, God will provide for me every time, Mm. God will love me every time, then you can perceive danger but not stress about it or not worry about it. You can divide that up, can't you? And so I suppose, yeah, I was sort of thinking about my question I posed to you, do you think it's healthy, ever healthy to have fear? And I suppose no, no. It's not in terms of it's healthy to perceive danger. Yeah. But it's not good for us to feel the unpleasant emotion that comes with that perception that is quite disempowering or like you know, it, it we just are disenabled, aren't we? We can't Yeah. We don't know how to move on, we get stuck and we get worried, or we start to sort of scramble together yeah. a way to resolve what we perceive as worrying yeah. or dangerous or whatever. Yeah, definitely. So, and, the, and the way to, and like, you know, like you've been talking about the way to address that, the way to kind of overcome that is to like be aware of, well, why, why have I reacted like that? That's because somewhere deep down here, I don't believe that God will be good to me. I don't believe that he has got care of my future. I believe that I can mess this up. I believe that I can mess this life up. Even though God loves me, again, like that's that's not true in his sovereignty, mm. you can't, in His sovereign grace, you can't, you know, he's, you're covered. you're totally yeah. covered. So it's, absolutely. And if you had that perspective, it'd just be so it's so exciting, isn't it? all the possible things we might risk or do or chance? Yeah. yeah, not that I believe in chance, but like... <laughs> yeah, def-
1: yeah, definitely. It's totally freeing. Because I yeah. think one of, one of the pictures that God had given me, like a really profound picture that I've dwelt on a lot, is the picture in um, the New Testament where Jesus... So Jesus is in a storm with the disciples and mm. he's asleep and the disciples, <laughs> obviously the storm is raging and it's looking like they're going to drown and Jesus is sleeping... Um, And the disciples are like trying to make sure that a boat doesn't go under and then eventually go, Okay, well, maybe we'll call on Jesus. And then Jesus sort of gets up and calms the storm immediately. So they see him do that. Yeah. And then a few chapters later, they're on a boat again and (laughs) Jesus, they're in a storm and Jesus walks on the water towards them in the storm.
0: Yeah. And
1: then... What I find really interesting is that he calls them out of that boat and no one but Peter decides to give it a try. Bless Peter for doing it. Um, (laughs) But actually, like, they've seen Jesus calm the storm, so they know that he can do it. But this time he doesn't calm the storm. He asks them to come out in the midst of the storm. Yeah. Like, while that storm is still raging. So they've sort of, so they know he's Lord of the wind and the waves, But it's the different situation, isn't it? Of like, okay, he was Lord, it's fine. He was Lord of it and he's calmed it. Now he's asking me to walk on the water in the middle of the storm. So do do I still believe that he's Lord, whether it's calm or whether it's stormy? But what I found really profound in that story is that when Peter is walking towards Jesus, who is just standing there, like the wind and the waves can't get anywhere near him, he looks at the wind and the waves and he looks at himself and that's when he starts to sink. And I just really mm. remember God saying yeah. to me, like when I was thinking about this of, you know, there's three options here. You look at me, you look at the wind and the waves, or you look at yourself. And the only one that would have kept Peter afloat yeah. would have been looking at Jesus. yeah. And, and so I feel for me that often what fear is like is like the wind and the waves that sometimes we can have loads of situations for like they blow up in our lives and it's like a storm and it's almost like they're trying to get you to look at them of like look at all of this stuff going around in my life um and we can choose to look at them and if you imagine like peter trying to walk on water and he looks at the wind and the waves they would be totally scary they'd be totally disorientating he'd feel like he was going to be sort of swallowed up by them in any moment Yeah. Or he looks at himself and then he's like, what can I do? How am I possibly going to walk on water? I mean, this is insane. Um, And fear fear is like that. Fear feels to me like it's trying to get you to look at the wind and the waves when you're meant to be walking on the water. And it's trying to get you to look at yourself. And both of those options result in you sort of struggling because if you look at yourself, you're like, how am I ever possibly going to, do all of this stuff and if you look at the wind and the waves and you think oh my goodness they look really scary they look really high they look like they're going to swallow me up and that feels like fear yeah. and Jesus is like if you look at me if you literally just keep your eyes on me and fill your gaze with him suddenly you you're not looking at yourself and you're not looking at anything else you're literally just looking at him and that's sort of how you just found for me that him saying to me that that's that's how you just put aside all fear because you don't look at what the wind and the waves are doing yeah because they're not coming anywhere near me I'm in control of them I'm in charge you don't look at yourself of like how am I going to deal with this what's going to happen about this how will this affect me what if this harms me you're just looking at Jesus and as you look at your Jesus suddenly all those things you know about Jesus come into play of like he's secure he's steadfast he's in control he's got his arm outstretched to me, you know, all of those things. And I think that that I found is the only way for me that I can deal with fear is just when it feels like it's all around me and it feels like a storm, that I'm like the only way out of this is to look at Jesus and to go, but he's steady. He's like, he's asleep in the boat. Like it's not that he doesn't care, but he's like not worried. And the only way you'd not be worried in that situation is if you knew you could deal with it in a moment is if you yeah. knew that you were totally in charge of it. Um, and I've just found for me that really helpful of just when I'm feeling fear, when I'm in a situation where I'm feeling fear, I'm like, I don't look at the wind and the waves. I don't look at myself. I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and just trust that he is everything that he says he is. Um, and nothing can overcome him. Like he, yeah. he is secure. He is steady. He, he's, you know, he's standing on that water waiting, like
0: there's no there's <laughs> yeah. no
1: anxiety or worry in him. Do you know what I mean? No, so. no.
0: <laughs> he does make me laugh. He's just so oh, he does make me laugh. Like, why did you do that to them? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like as well. He's so determined that we don't deceive ourselves, isn't he? So it could well have been like the disciples after that first experience would sort of be yeah right I've learned that lesson now yeah I'm gonna trust him with the wind and the water yeah and he's just all right like, now go I'm going push it more There's yeah. another one for yeah. you <laughs>
1: yeah I know it's And but just it literally so is that isn't it like
0: yeah we believe
1: we believe that he can calm a situation fine yeah. What about when he's still saying, I want you to trust me, even though it still looks stormy? Like yeah. and I haven't calmed it right now. So I can yeah. calm it, but yeah. I haven't right now. Like, do you yeah. still trust me within it? And yeah. And that's when it does feel like you're battling like faith versus fear. Yeah. Because then you're sitting there going, I either choose to believe all of this fear and what if this and what if that, or I choose to go, um, I trust in Jesus, I trust in everything that he says. I trust in all of his promises. I trust that he is enough. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we do have to sit there and we go, well, I don't trust it. Like, yeah. You know, I know I've done that. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. I, I want to. Like,
0: I believe. Yeah. Please help my unbelief. Like- yeah, absolutely. Because you, you, cannot, you cannot move anywhere unless you're honest with yourself yeah and you're honest with god aren't you and then when you but once you you do that there's you know you're on your way there's so much that can change then isn't there but it's got to sort of start with that honest realization yeah okay i don't i don't trust you jesus i was just thinking how remarkable stories are when people have been really put to the test for their faith so i was thinking of brother Yarn or like um My daughter's just been reading The Hiding hiding Place recently and, like, Corey Ten Boom, people like that who, you know, are being beaten for their faith. Or, you know, like, the torture that Brother Yun went through is just horrendous, isn't it? And you, in that moment, you think it's quite sort of... You can understand when they're pulling his fingernails out and, like, electrocuting him and stuff. It's quite understandable that... He might be thinking like, do you want good for me, God? Because yeah, this does not feel yeah. good. Yeah. But then how loudly their sort of stories and lives speak of the truth of how good he is, that they go through those experiences and still declare, he's for me, he's not against me, he's so good, he's so faithful. They're just amazing stories like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and, and because they do, I do think
1: as a Christian, you will get to points in your Christian walk where you sort of have to go, I either really believe all this is true or I don't. Um, yeah. And I think we'll all hit points like that, which where it feels like maybe situation around us or things around us or things in our minds or whatever are saying to us, God isn't real, God isn't for you, all the rest of it. And we we literally have that choice of like, Either I believe that all this is true and I'm really gonna pin my whole life on this. Yeah. Or, or yeah. I'm not. I'm all in. Yeah. yeah, and, and you've gotta and you've got to sort of work that out. And I do think sometimes it is a choice of am I gonna, am I gonna choose faith or am I gonna choose fear here? And yeah. we don't always yeah. maybe we don't always realize it's fear or maybe it's worry or whatever, but essentially, am I gonna choose to trust God and his voice and what his word says, or am I gonna choose to trust all of what all of these winds and waves are saying, what all of this storm is saying. And and fear, fear, the mad thing is that fear is a liar. Like it it never tells the truth. It exaggerates. It blows things out of proportion. It deceives you. You know, the amount of times that you will fear something and then you're like, oh, it's never as bad as I was fearing. And it steals joy and peace and faith from you. Yeah. Um. And I, I find myself constantly having to sort of remind myself, like, fear is a liar. Yeah. Um, that when it blows all this stuff up and makes you go, look at me, look how terrible it, everything could be. Yeah. In that moment, you can find yourself going, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And then sometimes I find for me the Holy Spirit goes, joy. Just look at, look at Jesus. Yeah. And then you go, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it'll all be all right because of Jesus. Like and and I really need that because yeah. sometimes you know, maybe because this is a, a definitely a weakness in my life, but we'll all have different things of this where it just clouds everything else out. It sort of clouds yeah. that rational thinking out and makes yeah. us go, what are we going to do? Um, yeah. And and that's why I think we it's, <laughs> it's so important that we we listen to God's truth on it, because the other thing is that I really believe that the devil uses fear to hold people captive, especially Christians, because he knows that he can't take you out of God's purposes, like, once you become a Christian, you know, he knows he can't do that, but if he can try and slow you down in whatever way he can...
0: Yeah. If he
1: can try and hold you captive, if he can try and stop you looking at Jesus and looking at yourself and yeah. how you're gonna manage and looking at all the storm around you, he will because yeah. he knows that as soon as you fix your eyes on Jesus, it doesn't magically make everything better, but it but it gives you that faith again, it gives you that strength again, doesn't it? It gives you that yeah. ability to go, I'm not gonna listen to
0: this. I'm gonna trust yeah. in Jesus. Yeah, definitely. And like where you're saying there, like faith. Um, fear is a liar like Jesus is truth isn't he he tells the truth he tells us the truth like when he says to us I'm going to provide for you he's telling the truth he's not deceiving us he's not like like unkindly leading us down a wrong path of like oh a trick to you like he's he's he is truth he tells the truth um And so we need that and can believe that, can't we? Yeah. It just made me think something about fear, but it's just gone. It'll come back.
1: Well, I was going to say on what you just said that I found for me that when I'm feeling really fearful, there are two things that really work. One is really declaring like the word of God and what it says in the Bible over my life, you know, so if I'm feeling fear about whatever it may be, there's always something in the Bible that you can declare as an amazing promise of God and you declare it and you say it because when it feels like that mist of fear that can come around you and cloud everything out, I feel like for me that what speaking the word of God is, is like that double-edged sword that sort of slices through it and cuts it away. Yeah. And I've definitely found for me like nothing else can do that. Like, Thinking positive thoughts of, oh, it'll all be all right. Like, that doesn't help me. Um, Declaring the word of God of I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Like, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Like, I'm working all things for your good. Like, all of these these powerful truths are, like, cold, hard truth that doesn't waver. And for me, like, that's been the only thing that's ever been able to deal with fear. Yeah. Because when fear is a liar the Bible just cuts straight through it and goes, yeah. no, like, this is the truth from God.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. amazing. I just amazing. remembered what I was going to say as well of um, just the reassurance of how he understands our humanity, how he understands, yeah. like, oh, they're like little sheep who get led astray. Of course, they're going to get fearful. Like, he understands that.
1: Yeah.
0: And he he's not, he's sympathetic to our humanity as well. Like, you know, in Hebrews, as it talks about him being our great high Mm. priest, like he's, he's gone through what we've gone through in humanity. Like he, he's sympathetic to how weak and frail we are and how easily led astray. He's not, he's not like Oh come on, Joy! Why, yeah, yeah. Oh come on, Hannah! Like, yeah, why are you absolutely. feeling fearful again? And even like, as you're talking about um, Peter, there walking on water, walking on water to him, he doesn't let him sink. He no picks him up like yeah, he holds his yeah. hands like he's never happier Jesus than when we ask for his help he's like yeah. great you get it that's what I'm here for <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you know you can't do it brilliant now we can get some work yeah. done because I know you can't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah start moving now and it just I'm reading I mean I'm reading it quite slowly I think I've mentioned it before but I'm reading gentle and lowly mm. at the moment hey, I you thought you were one? quoting it yeah I thought I was like this Oh my word! Don't you love it? Our, yeah, it's I know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one I just need to have on like my annual, <laughs> yeah. annual reading list yeah. because I'm That's I neat. read it and I'm just like, how have I somehow forgotten this? How have I somehow yeah. forgotten I like how much his heart is for us and in understanding of us and. Yeah. He just loves it, doesn't he? He loves it when we say we can't do this and he just rushes in with like, I can do this. Come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and that I found for me that when I felt fear, it sort of pushed me into the arms of Jesus Um, because yeah. when I felt afraid, when I felt scared, um, it's made me go, I, re- I really need you, Jesus, because he is the great protector. He is the one that will look after us. Um, and, and then we're sort of walking by faith, aren't we? Because we're choosing to go, I'm not yeah. going to look at all of this stuff here that might yeah. look really big and might look really overwhelming and those waves might look really, really high, but I'm choosing to walk by faith and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my trust in what I read in this word, And this Jesus I know and that I walk with, I'm going to put my trust in him. And that's why it's such a powerful thing that we deal with fear. Because I think that when we start to really grab hold of that, like I found for me that as I've started to get out fear in my life, that Jesus has replaced it with faith. And that sort of made me advance much quicker I found this year in my walk with him because where fear was holding me back and I was very tentative and very timid with stuff, more so than I wanted to be, as soon as we started to get rid of fear and I felt like I, you know, God just put faith in that place, I was like, well, I'm off now. Great, let's go and see what God can do. You know, And you think, oh, hang on, like I can see why the enemy uses this to hold Christians back because... He knows that if we fully, fully grasp, like, we are protected, we are covered, he is good, he loves us, he's for us. Yeah. Then then we'd be off, wouldn't we? We'd be yeah. like, yeah, we're going to yeah. step out. We're going to do all these different things that you asked me to, Jesus, because you cover me instead of being like, oh, no, how can I possibly do? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? I think it's, yeah. it's such a, like, f-
0: fear holds back. And faith propels forward, Forward, I've definitely felt for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. And neither of those are necessarily a denial of the danger or risk that you might quite accurately perceive to be there. Yeah. It's just not the deciding factor. Yeah. Um. And it's, yeah. it's just a recognition of like, well, that's what I can perceive, but that's not the full story. And I've yeah. got a God who works... In the realm of the impossible, like that's his speciality. Yeah. So I'm gonna just go with that actually. (laughs) Yeah. More than I'm gonna go with what I can see and perceive because I'm a finite, limited being, but he is an infinite, unlimited God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And again, all these things, you know, we can we can say and we can say that we know them, like we know the truth, but there's a real difference, I think, with like knowing the victory that Jesus has won and living in it. Yeah. Like we can know what he's won for us and we can, we can declare like sometimes I've sometimes had conversations with friends where they've gone, Oh yeah, I obviously I know all this stuff and I'm thinking about hang on, but there's a difference between knowing in it and living in it. And so we mm-hmm. can know that Jesus has overcome everything.
0: He's mm. defeated
1: everything. He's defeated darkness and that those who follow him will never walk in darkness. We can know that. Mm. But like living in the victory of it, then immediately tackles the fear thing, because we can know it. But if we live in it, it means that we're choosing to go, right, well, we're going to make decisions on the basis of the victory that Jesus has won. We're going to live in it. We're going to push into it. We're not just going to go, oh, yeah, I know, I know all the right stuff, but we're actually going to go, right, well, if I know it, then that's sort of going to propel me into action yeah um
0: because like the truth sets you free doesn't it It, yeah yeah definitely I think that's why emotions are so helpful actually because I think they expose what we really we might say yes I believe that or I think that but actually like our emotions tell us what we really think and feel um because we're reacting to that aren't we so yes they're really helpful and in identifying what's really going on under the surface, aren't they?
1: Yeah. But I, yeah, I definitely feel like with all of these things, it's just, it can and should, when we feel fear, when we feel worry, when we feel anxiety, hopefully push us towards Jesus, because that's the way it gets dealt with then. Like I found for me that it could either push me to be more insular and looking on myself or to spend my whole time, like with my eyes fixed on like the wind, the waves and the storm and then it just feels like everything just feels unmanageable yeah um or i or i have that choice of like faith of like i'm going to look at jesus and i'm going to and i'm going to trust who he is and what he has done and trust that as i look at him as i meditate on him and read his word that he will give me faith that he will give me the truth yeah so that i can just speak to this i uh, i can speak to fear in my life and say no i'm not I'm not going to live according to this. I'm not going to make decisions out of this. I'm not going to follow you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. Well, that feels like a good point to end. I'm not going to follow Hannah. I'm going to follow Jesus, just to clarify to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, well, hopefully that was helpful for people. But yeah, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye thanks for listening if you have any questions or suggestions for topics please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com